All right, hello everybody. This is Matt Ryan with All Roads Lead to Real Estate, and uh, this episode, this edition, however you want to call it, is uh, is going to be right on the nose regarding real estate. So it's not so much a roundabout direction to real estate. This is like right down the middle. So this is something uh, I don't always do, but it's directly down the middle. So I thought today I would bring a special guest with me. Her name is Rachel Oslin, and she is the general manager in charge over there at Lodestar Inspections. So welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you for joining me. So I have been a, I should give a little um, prelude, if you will, to our relationship. So I have been using you all as my preferred home inspection company for many, many years. And so I think you've been with the company now, um, what, about five years? I actually started the company six years ago. Six years. Mm -hmm. Six years ago in September. So we actually went live. So it's my company. Got it. Well, look at this. See, I looked it up. Your general manager. I I didn't know if so. Who now? Who is Lead Probe? So explain the connection there. Lead Probe is the owner of Lead Probe is half owner of Lodestar. Got so it. when I wanted to start the company, I was looking for an investor. Got it. And I knew him through a personal and professional growth training and development program that we both teach for, and we were. I called him and said, "Hey." Where do I start? And he said, I've been trying to start a home inspection for three years or a home inspection company for three years. Right. And I said, okay, well, we met the next day. We had a handshake agreement. That was June of 2018. No kidding. Well, look, everybody, we're learning this together. I've used them forever. And I uh, now I know a little bit of history. So when you're out in the field with a home inspector, you don't have all these conversations. It's all about the client and the house and this and that. Yes. Yes. We're just point out everything that's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But it's a nuanced conversation. And the reason I wanted to have you in is is just because I think there's a lot that people either don't know or think they know when it comes to inspections. And you realize this when you're out attending a home inspection. And and I'll tell you, it's it's either usually the dad or the cousin or somebody that's maybe they're not a party directly to the transaction comes in and they think they're a home inspector. And so you just, the things that people assume to be true during this process can sometimes be so far off from reality. Yes. And the, the purpose of the home inspection, they might not understand or what's actually tested and what's not tested. And there's just so much around this that people I think should have a better understanding of before they physically have to pay for and attend their own home inspection. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one interesting thing that I've learned is that people think they don't need a home inspection because they don't have a house yet. So as I'm talking to people who have never owned a house, they don't get that that's part of the purchasing process. They kind of collapse the two appraisals and home inspections together. Like they're the same thing and they'll use the words interchangeably, which is not it. So the appraisal is the dollar value of the house. Someone's coming in and they're there for like a half hour, maybe an mm-hmm. hour. That's generous. Probably okay. 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And then they go go back to their office and then they do research and stuff for another couple hours. And it's about the dollar value of the house. So their dollars. Home inspector is there for about three hours. And then we go back to our office and do about a half hour's worth of work, putting the report together. And we're identifying defects. Right. So defects is the appraiser. Dollars is the home inspector. And you make an offer on the house and we do the home inspection. And we show up and it's not a code inspection. There's no pass or fail. It's just, here's the house in all its glory right now, the way it is. 
And we will get to that. So I will just because you brought it up, I thought I'd additionally clarify that statement because you are so right. People get that very confused about an appraiser and what you guys do. So I always describe it as an appraiser is really working for the bank. They're verifying. And so they are looking, by the way, for and some of them confuse these appraisers. If you're listening to this and you're an appraiser, you'll get this. Um, some of you think you are a home inspector and you're not. And uh, and so they'll go and they go crazy. I've had an inspector at home. I'm sorry. Look at me doing it. I've had appraisers come in and they start describing what's called a lender required repair and they can point those out. They are not home inspectors. Most of them have very little training, but they're very confident sometimes in what they point out. And they will point out if it's missing a handrail or there's a hole in the ceiling or there's something that could be an issue which doesn't which would make it unwarrantable for the actual bank or the lending institution to lend on it. Mm -hmm. So that is part of what they have to do is to point out the, I call it point out the obvious, something anybody can figure out that that can really be easily seen. Yes. And, uh, and so they will do that, but that is not really protecting you as a homeowner. Don't get it confused and think, well, they're going to check it for me. And if they say it's worth 500,000, I'm good. And there's no required repairs identified. I'm good. That is not at all the case. No. Yeah. No. And a home inspector really looks at the house, sees everything that you see, but we see it beyond the surface. So like we're like we're detectives almost. And I'll tell you, someone called me a few years into inspecting and said, so I started in 2006 inspecting and someone called me and said, Rachel, if I'm ever murdered, and I was like, if you're ever murdered, what do you mean if you're ever murdered? She goes, if I'm ever murdered, I want you to do the investigation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so, all right, that's a, that's a, that's a huge compliment. And that's what we're doing. We see the same things you do, but to us, it means something different or it means something and to you, it might not. Right. And so, and I also want to just state out, so there, just like you can hire a real estate agent, we all have the same license. It's not all that difficult, quite frankly, to get one of these licenses that we call a uh, real estate license. And so the quality, if you will, or the differences between the best and the worst, let's say in this profession, it's dramatic. Mm -hmm. And my experience having probably ordered, I don't even know how many hundreds and hundreds of home inspections at this point in my career, the difference that you can have between a licensed home inspector can vary dramatically. So just because they have the title doesn't inherently mean they're all equal. And yep. so that's one of the reasons I like to recommend you guys. So here's your little plug, if you will, uh, because I want someone that can educate a potential homeowner or a buyer about the home while at the same time not making it sound like it's doomsday every time they find a, the smallest thing, which some folks do, uh, some some home inspectors do. And mm -hmm. it's just the weirdest mess of a home inspection because they're trying to protect the buyer, but at the same time, they're making them insane. Yeah. You know, they're just saying, oh, my God, that outlet is loose. You know, you really need to get that done. Like, it's just they make it crazy. I know you have dealt with a lot of home inspectors because you've done so many. How long have you been a realtor? Uh, since 2007. OK, yeah. So you've been doing this a long time. So you've experienced a lot of home inspectors. And I yeah. know there's at least one who brags about not being happy unless someone cries by the end of his home inspection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and he also does code and says this is going to fail and he's scary. Sure. And the big thing for me in starting Lodestar was 
how can we educate people so that they feel empowered rather than how can we build our egos up by showing off how much we know? Right. That's that's similar to what how I was describing. That's a good way to put it. When I have appraisers that think they're home inspectors, I believe it's to show off their knowledge and their experience. And so they flag everything and they want to fight. Everything's about a fight. Yeah. And they want to win. Well, yeah. And so it's so strange. But um, but I'd also point out the obvious because you have you're a female and in a, in a, what I would assume to be a male dominated industry and you even have female home inspectors. Yep. And so I was telling you, I love having a female home inspector. I think you you approached the same job a little differently. And I love these macho guys that could be my clients and they come, at least this is my perspective. That's why I want to bring it up so you could describe it. They come in thinking that they're just, you must not know anything. I just, all the stereotypes, yeah. that's what I see. Yeah. And then you display knowledge that they just, they just almost can't believe it. Like halfway through, they're just like, holy crap, Matt. <laughs> um, you know, and then you win them over. And I, I've seen that repeatedly. So first off, how many females are in this industry? How many other female owners of home inspection companies do you know? And what's the, I don't know, what's that experience been like? So I know lots of, thank you for asking that. Cause yep. that's great. I know a lot of um, inspectors who own with their spouses around the country. In Maryland, there are not, I think there's one other female owned company, but she's not a home inspector and, and she's fantastic, but she's not a home inspector. Um, meaning she, meaning, she might own the company, but she can't do what you do. She exactly. can't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She can't, she doesn't inspect houses, but, right. um, and so there, I'm the only female home on, home inspection company owner that I know of who just owns it without a husband right. as, as the inspector basically. Uh, no, I'm sorry. There's one other one and she inspects. So that there's, so that's two people in Maryland who do that. And there are not very many women who are home inspectors. So the fact that I, and I maybe 10 in Maryland. And so the fact that our owner and our lead inspector, who's also a certified master inspector is right. like, it's remarkable. And I like having that option because it makes a difference for people when I mean, there's so many single women buying houses Absolutely. right now. And so that makes a difference, too. And because of who I am and my seeing things differently and seeing things from a woman's point of view, there's training that I could offer my inspectors that helps them be better on site with people. It's simple things like when they knock on the front door or ring the doorbell and the seller is going to open the door, they know to step back. Step back, yeah. And they know to about their size and the space that they take up, that it can be intimidating. And so they know how to communicate. And that all I got from them, you know, in our first phone conversation to make sure I even wanted to meet with them. Because right. if they were showing off on the first phone call, it was like, yeah, that's not. Well, have you found it? Because I notice it from an agent's perspective, because typically your real estate agent, most of us, right, if you're, I believe it's part of our job, you should be there during a home inspection mm -hmm. because I can say things that you might not be able to as a home inspector about maybe what things typically cost. And there's certain things, and that's some of the questions I wanna ask about what you can and can't do as a licensed home inspector, but I can do things from a different vantage point than what you could. And so I think it's very beneficial to have both a seasoned agent who knows the contractor side of things, what things might cost. I know the con, like I know who would, basically anything that's in your home that needs to be replaced or repaired, 
I've replaced it, repaired it personally on one of my properties, mm -hmm. or I've done it recently with one of my clients. And so I can help from that vantage point where you might not be able to. Um, but how do you, do you feel there's a bias in some way or do you ever, or does it not even, do you not even feel or notice that some of the homeowners or potential buyers treat you differently? Because I'm a woman? Yeah. I think I was more nervous about it happening than it ever actually was. Generally, once people are around me or around Kate for a few minutes, it doesn't take long. It doesn't. I mean, it's, <laughs> no. and, and it's the first thing that we point out and the way we say it right. that has them go, oh, okay. And now, of course, there's always the the dad or the cousin yeah. who comes and says and is testing us. Sure. And a lot of times in that situation, I just say, and if you're if you're tempted to test me to see if I'm going to find something that you saw, could you just tell me, please? Because I want to just focus on us being on the same side. Right. Because we're we're doing the same thing now. I just want to make make something clear about. Um, you said you like to be at the home inspection. I do, and I think it's super valuable because the buyer doesn't have any perspective. Most of the time, they haven't bought a house recently, right? And so having you there and the seasoned agent who knows, and especially like you own rental properties, so you're actually in it in the trenches, buying houses all the time and fixing things. That's huge, and. Are you there when a house is on the, when you're the listing agent? Are you there for that, for the inspection then, or just with the buyers? Personally, I, it, we have the right to be there. Technically, I have not done it unless I feel it to be necessary. And you can kind of get that feel based on the other agent mm -hmm. and what they've said and that demonstrated during that initial part of the process during the offer process and negotiation process. So I have been, but I don't make it a standard to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you as a buyer's agent, I do not appreciate it when the other side is there. I don't think it's helpful. Um, so if I have a very inexperienced buyer's agent and someone that I can tell is completely clueless on the other side, which unfortunately happens, not an, it's not a zero number, trust me, it does happen. So I, I want to be there for those because I it's not, I don't want to show off. That's not the intent. The intent is to keep things flowing and to make sure there's no blowups when it didn't necessarily need to happen. And so I'll attend those to protect the transaction and my client, but I don't think it's beneficial for my presence all the time. I just think I'm actually hurting the situation. It's like, it's no different than do I attend every showing for every listing that I have? And the answer is no way. I think that is crazy talk. Um, it does not help. And because I represent buyers, it, it doesn't, the buyers don't typically like it. And so there's a way to do it, which is to present yourself, give the basic two minute intro to the home and then back off. Mm -hmm. So they have private time. Um, but but yeah. that's actually, you just led right into my next thing, which is the private time about what's happening with the house. Like the, the buyers need to have the freedom to be able to ask the inspector questions. The inspector needs to be able to have the freedom to be able to explain something right. without worrying about the seller um, being offended, coming after them. What I've seen, if the seller is home during the home inspection, I have seen, I have seen them just they, like they get themselves in trouble. Right. Because they're saying, oh, and I did this, by the way, and look, I did this. Right. Yes, I am a heart surgeon, but I also installed this electric panel. Look how well I did <laughs> exactly. with this, whatever. And it's like, that's that's really not so good. And because yeah. now I know, and, and I see you didn't pull permits, right. and you're basically telling me. Sure. 
So that that's... Yeah, note to sellers, it's not always in your best interest to, to be there, uh, guys. Yeah. So trust the process. And I would also say on behalf of sellers, and I feel like I can say this to you because you've got three kids, and um, but for a seller, the home inspection is a lot like a visit to the OBGYN. And you've probably never looked at it that way, but it's like you're they're they're there, like they know what's happening, they can't hear what's being said, they can't see it, and they feel really vulnerable. Right. And that's that like if you can see it that way, that that's how the seller is, and that's how I've created it for my employees. So mm-hmm. all of my inspectors. Yeah, I haven't that heard that like, analogy before, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean yeah. to give them like a sense of like the vulnerability that's sure. there for sellers. So it's not like they're, well, you're nervous. Even if you've taken care of the home, you're still nervous. What are they going to find? Oh, my Lord, this is going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Right. And those are and in those cases, especially if there's someone who's really risk averse and is super nervous, then I say do an inspection before you put the house on the market. Have the seller do an inspection and would just find the stuff. Well, my issue. So, boy, we could talk all day. I love having you. here. We're, I even told you before you get here, we're probably going to do multi piece you know, a multi uh, take here because it's, it's too many episodes, too many ideas. Yes. But my theory on that as a listing agent, most of the time I don't have a home inspection prior to listing because in my experience, if we even did what's on that list, you're like the very likelihood the buyer select, there's how many home inspection companies in just Maryland? There are just so many. There's it's hundreds. Hundreds. So. so the chances of your company coming back is virtually zero because there's so many. Therefore, they're going to find additional potential items because it's just like an appraisal. You get three appraisals completed of a home, you're gonna get three different values. Yep. And so you can have three competent inspectors get three different lists, you know. Yep. The, the big items would always be on there, but there's always other items. Yep. And so you could go and who am I gonna advise them to spend a ton of money fixing every last thing on there? Expect in this market, this market's crazy. It's a seller's yep. market. So mm-hmm. it's it's always uh, you know. It's, it, it's challenging to give advice in that situation because I don't typically advise it because I'm not going to tell you to fix all these things. Right. Well, And I, and don't, I don't want you to know about that because now you have to disclose your knowledge. Right. Well, and there are things that what I what I think, and if you find something big, you're going to have to disclose it or you're going to have to fix it. So going into it, it really, it's the personality of the seller that I would say is you're dealing with someone who's just not going to be able to sleep until after the home inspection and they have the report in hand. And then- you fix certain things and then you just give the report and say, this is what we found and here it is. And we've fixed these things. Right. And then it minimizes the buyer's ability to negotiate. But in a seller's market, I don't see like there's not much value in a buyer's market. It's a different, a different story. Right. Well, and then I'm going to get to some of these prepared questions because I, otherwise I'll be all over the place just having fun talking. So I want to first Get to the basics. So I want to talk because some of the folks that listen to this might be seasoned buyers, might have bought five homes, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the average, the average person might have only bought one home, maybe zero. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty typical. So, explain to me what a home inspection is and what it's not. So, home inspection is a vis- visual, vis- visible evaluation, visual evaluation of a house. Yeah. We're just looking at things. It is not cosmetic. It is mechanical, structural, electrical, plumbing. We are identifying things that are not the way they're supposed to be. It is not a code inspection. If you've got a 1947 refrigerator and it still works, that's not going in the report as a problem. Now, I'm going to say, you know, budget for this because budget to replace replace this because it's from 1947. But I was in a house 
recently that had, you know, the marshmallow looking refrigerator yeah. and it worked. And there was the oldest Michelob light I'd ever seen in my life. And yeah. it was really funny. But and and if the roof isn't leaking, but it looks old budget to replace it. But right now there's there's nothing wrong with it. And if there's nothing wrong with it, it's not it's not going in the report. Now, if your toilet handle is a is like a broom handle with attached with a paper clip or something sure. and it still flushes. OK, that's not the way it's supposed to be like right. you're you were not supposed yeah. to do that. But but if it's not the way it's supposed to be, then it's going in the report and it doesn't have to be to current code. So that's the other thing that a lot of people think. And they'll have an electrician come in to check things because we're like a primary care physician. We go in and say these are the things we're generalists. We know when things are not the way they're supposed to be, but we're not specializing in right. plumbing or electrical or whatever. That's that's the analogy I've always used for mm -hmm. describing a home inspection. It's literally getting a physical. I know your your foot's not exactly right. You're complaining this. I've They can do a cursory glance at it and say, you need to go to a specialist. And this is what you should tell them is wrong. Right. In general. And yep. then they will come and diagnose. Yep. Exactly. And give you a quote. Exactly. And that person trumps the home inspector. Sure, because so, they're the expert in that specific field. Exactly. And so I have seen the, and they don't know what a home inspector is or what they do and the limitations on a home inspection because we can't be invasive. It's not your house yet. Right. And you're using us and what we give you to actually make an educated decision about what you're going to do with the house. Right. So we've got to, we've got to give you what we can and we can't see behind walls. Right. We can't cut holes in walls, but we're trying to find that. Right. And, and when an electrician comes in and says this isn't up to code that can freak out a buyer but it doesn't and it doesn't have to be up to current code to sell sure jurisdictions um adopt codes at a certain time and then they keep it for a couple of years because it's expensive to change code so even new construction isn't up to 2023 code it's whatever that jurisdiction is using as code at that time so it may be 2019 code hmm. but i mean you don't think about that you just Stuff that goes on in my life, not other people's. There you go. So that's <laughs> that's what a home inspection is. So what it's not is everything you just described. You are not a licensed plumber, a licensed HVAC specialist. You're not each trade individually. You're there to give them a, a full list, a full summary, a checkup yes. of the, the current status of that home. Yep. And could they hire an HVAC person to come out and look at it instead of having us there? Absolutely. But they're going to be paying for the HVAC person and a roofer and an electrician right. and all those all those trades are going to come and do the look at it. And each one of them is writing themselves a paycheck. Well, not just that. In my experience, it's no different. Three HVAC specialists can come in and give you three different estimates. One tells you they can fix it. No problem for two hundred dollars. The next one says you need a ten thousand dollar system. Yeah. And so it's cha it's challenging. And that's why people are nervous. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've all had someone take advantage of us at some point. Right. But you cannot, right? So legally, you're not going to try to say, okay, this needs to be fixed. My cousin Billy can fix this for you. I'm going to refer you out to my cousin Billy. There's no referrals from you all. So there's no money exchanged for, you know, referrals, if you will. So mm -mm. the reason I state that, because chimney inspections generally are just crazy. I'm sitting in a home right now that we sold that I believe we had a chimney inspector in here. You can... Yeah, well, you can confirm that. And so depending on who they are, they come in and give you a quote for the repair with the inspection. And just inherently, when you say that out loud, you go, huh, something might not be right there. 
And so the quotes can be wildly different. So chimney is my least favorite thing to get inspected mm -hmm. for that reason. And go for it. Well, Set you it, up. <laughs> well, and thank you very much. Because And it's the same with termite. Yeah. Termites, the same thing. They come in or they call it wood destroying insect inspection, WDI. It's the same thing. You come in, you inspect, you say these things need to be done. I can fix it. Look how much it is. Right. So, and I'll get back to that in a second. Home inspectors legally cannot repair anything, do any work on a house that they've inspected within a year of having inspected it. And um, no one on my team is allowed to do any work on any of those houses. Uh, and we do, the reason we started doing chimney inspections and got trained and certified with the CSIA and with the pest administration is so that we could actually do termite inspections and we can do the chimney inspections and there's no chance of there being a conflict of interest. Like we are there to give you the facts and some video and some pictures right. and here it is. And that's important for both buyer agents and sellers because that that is just the ultimate kiss of death when someone comes in and says there's $10,000 worth of chimney work when in reality it didn't need a full liner on both sides and this and that. It was not necessary and every agent knows the frustration if they've been doing this long enough because it can kill it can kill the entire transaction because the buyer's terrified and reality it might not be that situation. So having an yep. impartial individual that is helping to make an ed informed, you know, and educate the buyer, it's it's critical. Um, so I'm glad that you're offering those services and it's packaged. It makes it easy. Well, thank you. That, yeah. And that was why I think there's only one other home inspector in Maryland who offers chimney inspections. Right. And he's fantastic. So there's, yeah, the chimney inspections were, I heard so many people complaining for so many years about, could, can you do that? And then the other thing was there just aren't enough of them. So you couldn't get inspections. And it was like two weeks before yeah. you could get someone in. And you're on such a tight time frame after that signed contract that you've got to get the inspection right. and the results and everything back. And the the other thing that I didn't realize was so bad was how poorly written the chimney inspections are, like handwritten on NCR paper. Like, here's your copy. Some and of them are. I'd, I'd like to say shout out to my guy. I don't want to because it's your moment. I'm not no, there. But I, ha I have a chimney company that I think is very good and they don't I don't think they beat people up. But I've just seen it and they have great reports with photos similar to yours. Awesome. So it's But they're so rare and so hard to find. So it's just as a as a process of going through so many inspections, you find an, an inspection, you go, oh my God, I still see inspections that are very different than yours. You have beautiful reports, digital with photos that it's very easy to navigate. There are still inspectors that do it. They handwrite all this stuff and they have, they have like a digital handheld camera and they send you a separate file with a hundred photos that aren't labeled or numbered. It's the, I still see it. And I just go, this is insanity. But they're usually pretty old school, right? Mm -hmm. and, but they've been doing it a long time, and mm -hmm. they're knowledgeable. So yeah. it's that challenge, and they're like, "I've been doing it too long. I'm not. I'm not going to learn all this new stuff." And that's and that's fine. But that that guy who likes to make someone cry, yep. and isn't finished with the inspection until someone's crying, is that guy, handwritten and making suggestions that he shouldn't be making. Yeah. But, it, but the rules for home inspectors are. I mean, the standard is very low. Did you know that we don't have to inspect? every window yeah it's and a representative sample you got it oh yeah i learned all about that over the years so explain to people what that means and why it's a it's a question if you were going to call two or three inspection companies you might want to ask that question 
Yes. So it's a good point. Go ahead and go ahead and like fill everybody in what a representative sample really means. Well, thank you. So a representative sample would be checking one receptacle or outlet, you might call it, where you plug something in, one outlet in the kitchen, one outlet in the bedroom, checking one window. And, and my thought is, so it means checking one of things of which there are multiples. And so what my thought is, though, now I'm not planning on having a fire at your house, but if you have a fire, don't you want to know if the window that you're running to doesn't open or was hard to open so that you don't waste your time going there? You want us right. to have checked it and tried to open it and say that window needs to be fixed. Right. So just remember that. Then, you know, or your first night in the house, don't you want to know that the outlet next to your bed where you're plugging in your phone right. actually works or where the coffee yeah. pot's pl- going right. to be plugged in? Yeah. I mean, you move in and you find out that we someone only tested like an eighth. And, of that's, the- and that's a good point. So the, the, what I think I'm going to elaborate on what you're stating. It's just so we don't necessarily recommend asking, especially in a competitive market. You're not going to ask if you have 25, 30 things on this list of things that you need to correct over time. You can put them kind of in order of priority. Not all of them have to be addressed before you move in. If one outlet is loose in the third bedroom upstairs, it's not potentially like you don't have any children. It's not like you guess what? Like you can get to it when you get to it. Right. Not everything has to be done. And some buyers, they'll ask for every last thing on that report. And they're going to be looking for a home forever because sellers aren't going to put up with it in a seller's market. So it's like, you know, that's part of the job, by the way, why an agent needs to be involved is because that's not really the responsibility of the home inspector to educate them what to do with this report. Right. They're there to inform what they do with that report is really their decision with the guidance of their agent. Right. And the other the other part, and that's huge, is you've got to know, because if if you're using an agent who doesn't know what they're talking about and the, the home inspector has set up the expectation that like this house is poorly taken care of, so you better get them to fix everything, then you've got a you've got just a huge problem, an uphill battle the whole way, because you could really offend the seller by they they might just be like, no, I'm not even dealing with you. Right. And and they could also say, sure, we'll fix everything. But the point is, welcome to home ownership. Like get get them to fix the stuff that really needs to be fixed. But I mean a home inspection was designed to be structural, mechanical, electrical, plumbing. Not does the doorknob does it latch? Does the lock work on the doorknob? Like that was stuff that was not designed to be part of a home inspection. And it has evolved because of people moving into houses and calling and yelling at home inspectors and saying, you didn't tell me that the bathroom door didn't lock and my kids walked in on us while we were whatever. (laughs) So that's, that's where that came from. And that's not, you know, that's not what a home inspection was. And a home inspector should be able to give the information have a complete poker face all the time, which is why I love doing stuff like this because I can be expressive. Um, but because they're, it's not about them and it's not about the stuff about the house. It's These are just the facts and here's how it is. Right. And there's no such thing as a perfect house. There are two types of houses. Ones that have problems and ones that are going to have problems. <laughs> I heard that same description for skylights, by the way. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're, they're either leaking or they're going to leak. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I what I heard. So let's go over all the different type of inspections because that's a hot topic. 
Uh, and so your email, so if you transact with me, you're going to get an email that introduces several home inspection companies. You're one of them because I refuse to give only one mm -hmm. home inspection option, but you're certainly one of them. Uh, you're number one on my list, by the Thank way. You. So you've earned that spot. Thank you. And uh, and so if they select you, what's going to happen next is you send a whole menu, a buffet of options. And almost every single time I get a frantic phone call that says, what in the world do I order on this list? So I would think it's a good opportunity if you're listening to this prior to being in the middle of that process. It's a good chance to hear what these options might be and mm -hmm. when and why to use them. Great question. And so the other thing that gets said on in that email is an introduction to our company, basically like what you can expect from a home inspection and that a load star is a light that guides you home. That's why I chose the name. Cause right. I just like that. Cause guiding light is what I wanted, but there's too much drama yeah. around that. So, yeah. um, okay. um, so you get the, you get the email with all the information. You could also, I'll talk about it a little bit, but also it's on our website. There's a, a section just for buyers and they can go there and read about all these things. And so there's information there. Yeah, we bore them to death. We went into the weeds on all of them. Oh, geez, but, Louise. Yes. Yeah. But so the most commonly requested ones are radon, termite, lead paint, mold, sewer scopes, and chimneys. Well, and structural mechanics. And, yeah, and structural and mechanical, the, the home inspection itself. Right. But most people are looking at termite, a lot of lenders require. Is that right? Uh, it VA, uh, the Veterans uh, Association, they... Yes, they typically require it. FHA often does, but the reality is, it's um, it, it, it's not required the way it used to be. Okay. It used to hold up transactions, mm -hmm. and they're relatively inexpensive. I think everyone should have it anyway, just to know what's going on with your home. Mm -hmm. And so, there, that's the least expensive inspection you can order. So, yeah. everyone, just order it. <laughs> that's what yeah. I would say. Yeah, just get a termite inspection. Yeah, and then um, and and. We did a house and it had $200,000 worth of WDI damage. Wow. Wood, yeah. Wood, wood destroying, destroying insect yep. damage. So termite damage, $200,000 worth. Right. And that turned into an incredible situation for right. that for that person. Right. But, um, and every house should have that. The other one that the EPA and the Surgeon General, no matter how you feel about the government, I don't know, but with the EPA and the Surgeon General, both have said that every real estate transaction should be accompanied by a radon test. And the Maryland Real Estate Commission right now is working. They're going to submit legislation in the fall trying to get um, radon testing at every every home inspection or so every, let's every real estate transaction. explain what radon is because I guarantee not everyone knows what that means. Okay, you know it's my favorite thing to talk about. Go for it. <laughs> so unless it's identifying meth labs and yeah. that's my other favorite one. But okay, um, so a ra radon is a colorless, odorless, tasteless gas that comes from the breakdown of uranium. So uranium breaks down to radium to radon in the air. And what happens is as you breathe it in, it attaches the gas particles attached to dust, cigarette smoke, whatever's in the air, and you breathe it in, and the radioactive decay causes lung cancer. And it's the leading cause of lung cancer death among non-smokers. And it's my favorite problem to have with a house. Because you measure, it's a two-day test. You measure it, and it's like the size of a toaster. You know, it's a small thing. You measure for 24 hours. We pick up the monitor. We make sure that the data is all there. We analyze it. We create a report. You've got a number. If it's 
4.0 picocuries per liter or higher, you do something. 3.9 or lower, you don't have to. Right. Then you retest again every couple of years. And the beautiful part is for most homes, it's pretty inexpensive to get that corrected. Mm -hmm. And new construction is going to have at least a passive radon system required by law installed automatically. Right. So I'll touch on that. I'm glad you said that. So the passive system is that homes are being built and have been for several years, been built now with the passive system, which is a pipe that goes down through the foundation and usually into something that's like a French drain system and gravel. So radon's super lazy and it just goes there and it just floats there. And the difference in pressure outside and below ground will just pull that right up and out of the house. And or or so it's not coming into the house and or as much of it. And the active system has a fan and a motor. So it's actively pulling the radon from below. And it's a low voltage little fan. It's like 200 bucks and it's outside the home. Right. So it's a it's 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 something everyone should be aware of. And it's so inexpensive typically to fix. It's like, you know, it's like it's like. A, 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 a water heater. Right. I mean, it's that, I mean, it's about a thousand. The same. It's about a thousand to 1500. Depends. Yeah. But some systems, if you have a, a passive system, it's only the fan really. It's a couple hundred dollars. Yep. So it can be done. So that's a radon. So get the radon test, wood destroying insect test. What else do you have? Um, the sewer scope is a good one. And you and I've talked about this. Sure. So people have in different areas of Maryland, there are different things to help protect you. If you have a, a sewer problem, a sewer line backup or anything. And so in Baltimore City and in Baltimore County, do they also have the warranty $9 a month thing? Yeah, it's called Home Serve. And it's for Baltimore City and Baltimore County only, right? Well, no, they have zip codes. You can you can oh, expand okay. it further. But there was a, an agreement, to my knowledge, that was reached to subsidize it so it's even cheaper. I mean, it's I think it's low. You can get them 50% off all the time out of these plants. So you can get them as cheap as $6 a month. I, th- I think that's what I have at my house. Yeah. But So the sewer scope is really useful for any house. And I have found that it's useful in new construction. And it's But when most people do it and find the most value is in houses after they've recently been flipped or rehabbed. Sure. And because people, the um, the contractors will rinse off their tools in the sinks and the bathtubs and there will be drywall dust going down there, which sure. is not meant to be wet. And there will be concrete going down sure. there and there are blockages in the main sewer line. And so what happens is we run the water and there's no problem. You move in there and you start running the water. Right. Shower after shower. And right. then it, it backs up and it's blocked. And so the sewer scope is we go in through the main sewer line access point, usually in the basement, and we just go through there with a camera. And it's we can see what the status is of the pipes. If there's we could see if there are roots growing through the pipes, we can see if there's an offset, which is like a piece goes down and the other piece stays up. It it just and then the roots grow in and they will block it over time and also how old your pipes are. I mean, in Baltimore City, there's, you know, there's some some pipes that are actually tree trunks still underground. And yeah. you can have it at a house where you say, well, I don't have any trees in my front yard, so I don't have to worry about it. But then a someone drives up with a concrete truck to give you concrete for a new patio and they can crack your, sure. your sewer line. And you're yeah. responsible for it as the homeowner from the house to the street. If it's public. Yeah. If, if it's public, if it's if it's. A well, 
It's a whole different ball of wax. It's a whole different thing. So it's important to know that. And I've I, this home serve. If you own a home in Maryland, check it out. Uh, you know, have a nice, easy website. You can go on there. I do recommend calling the number, by the way, because they they oftentimes give you that discount, fifty percent. And so, hey, mention Matt Ryan, and uh, I make my clients do it. I'm like, if I get enough people to mention it, maybe they'll, I don't know. Send me flowers. Send me flowers. Sponsor this stupid website, <laughs> this stupid podcast. Do something, people. Uh, but it, they they cover typically up to $10,000 because this repair is not minor. It's between five dollars and $10,000 to redig the front of your house typically. And, and the, the infrastructure in our area is dated, and a lot of these are older pipes that are net, they're not intended to last forever right. eventually will fail and getting protections easy and my job as a realtor is different than yours because i'm they can get this information and what they do with it is another story mm-hmm. because it's a transaction and if you really want that home just because there might be some evidence that it's starting to deteriorate but it still works perfectly fine and no blockage what do you do with that are we going to say dig the whole place up today mr seller or mrs seller that's not likely right but now you're informed and you either budget for it or no, definitely get this insurance. Mm-hmm. You're just more informed. And uh, and the coverage takes 30 days, by the way, if you do get the warranty plan before you can even submit a claim. So if it's going to fail in five days, you're out of luck or you're showering at the YMCA. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And and for me, I like no, I'm one of those people who just likes to know whether now if the if it's going to I'm going to have a basement full of um, the correct terminology is effluent but if i'm going to have anything crappy in my basement quite yeah. literally i don't i don't want it there sure but so i want to know but i also know that the person i bought my house from it's in baltimore city she was a professor and a um jet propulsion scientist and she saved every single thing and has notes on it from everything she did in the house from 1960 until we bought it and i've got the pictures from when the front yard was dug up and she got that replaced and all the receipts and how long and the people's names mm-hmm. who came and did it. And but they came out. She had someone come out every six months before she got it replaced every six months to clean out the roots. But she had to know it was there first. Right. And that so it's just knowing there are different ways to handle it. Right. And if you want the house, you want the house. Correct. So, so that's the biggest challenge. It's why it's like so painful to talk to a home inspector, uh, because of how much what you say and the influence that you have on these these transactions and it's like so it's very challenging because it's what you do with this information and it makes all the difference so you need to know the status but you also need to know what to do with the information and like risk to reward and how much that's why i love to get these reports and because i know what things typically cost you can kind of piece together what you're willing to take on as a potential buyer yeah and what you're willing to not take on and that's huge because the the main thing that I like to remind buyers is they fell in love with the house. Like they looked, they found the right place. It's near their favorite grocery store. It's near right. the, the school. It's near wherever. This is going to, you want this place. Right. And you got your offer accepted. I'm giving you information. You're not going to find a perfect house. Right. So if you love this place, deal with the rest of the stuff and your photos i call them the anti-listing photos so the (laughs) listing photos are gorgeous (laughs) they're just every angle is perfect your photos are zoomed in of every single crack and issue in that oh my gosh so the anti-listing photos or you are the yours are like the match.com photos like the online dating photos that's a good way to put it (laughs) 
<laughs> and ours are like 30 year anniversary pictures. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you know everything now. This is terrible. And, but, yeah. it, but I mean, it's like they see the house online and it's so perfect. Right. And then you go the first time and you've got your new house goggles on and you're like, oh. Yeah. So great. Well, there's a little whatever there, but that's fine. Yeah, and then no we, we yeah. come in and we're like, everything's done. It's the, I just, some of the romance rubs off a couple days later, they're back and now it's their house because they have it under contract. Yes. And it's like, now they're looking at it so differently because uh -huh. it's like, hold on, no, that's going to be my problem in 30 days. So they're looking around like, it's a very different emotional experience. Yes. And uh, it's, it's, it takes some getting used to, mm -hmm. but I can tell you if, if you're a newer agent and you're listening to this, it's like learning and attending as many inspections as you possibly can to become informed and valuable because that is one of the major areas of value. And for sale by owners, I can tell you that is challenging for a million reasons on all sides mm -hmm. of this because if they're for sale by owner because they think they know it all and I've sold three homes in my life and I know every, I'm like, I sold, I literally just came from another settlement to come here. I've sold three homes a week. It's like, the amount of knowledge difference is dramatic yes. and what they think is typical or not typical in a transaction. They have no, they have no idea. No. And so they could, you know, when it works out in a for sale by owner, fabulous, but it's doesn't work out a lot and they kill themselves all the time. And it's because of the, it's the lack of understanding of what to do during or after a home inspection. Yes. There's everything that, and things change in the market so dramatically over time that if you've been in this house for 10 years, it's a completely different market. You have no idea how what people are expecting. I mean, it's a new generation of buyers and it, you have no idea. So you can't, if, if buying without a realtor or selling without a realtor is really, I want to say like going to defend yourself in court about something that you kind of just read a book on because there's no, there's so much that we don't know we don't know about about realtors and what you all have to do. And it's negotiation from the, from the minute you meet. And a lot of it's what's typical. What's, what's, what should we be able to expect? Where should I push back? What's appropriate? What's going to, is this really that good a deal that I just got? Cause it sounds like it is, but did I, it's all these questions you have. And I would put an asterisk next to it because I don't think, I think a lot of folks in my profession are overpaid and under deliver. And so some folks have very poor experiences mm -hmm. and they just go, I'm never gonna pay you. You pay, you made what on this? Like no way is that worth it until you have one. Like I always say, some it can feel even sometimes I'm overpaid with a client, even if they love me, until something goes wrong. And then they're like, holy crap, I would have never gotten out of this. Like you solved it in a day. And it's usually, right, it's like usually you don't need the best surgeon in the world until there's something that happens when you're in surgery and you wish you had the best surgeon in the yep. world, yep. right? That's kind of the- Totally. It's That's the best analogy I could think that of. That is, it's a perfect one because I was thinking of like something that was less high stakes, like Picasso yeah. and all of you brings to yeah. painting something or something. Well, it's financial but, surgery. I'm, I'm parting you for the home for the, your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so they, a, a lot. So two things that I want to just point out there. One of them is um, you don't make as much as people think you make per transaction. I'm very well aware. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you listeners, yeah. I'm not uh -huh. telling Matt, Matt knows. And so oh, does yes. his wife, how much he doesn't, or does make, but the, but, it's interesting because I was I have this I met this woman who doesn't want to use a realtor because she thinks he's just doing it for the money. I'm like, well, it's his job, so it makes perfect sense. She said 
I don't want it in the MLS. They're just trying to make money. I'm like this, you know, like the realtor pays for everything to get it started. They don't, you don't get paid unless the house sells. And then she said, but he's going to get $10,000 from this house when I sell it or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. It's a million dollar property, a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't all go to him. Yes, it does. No, there's a broker, there's insurance, there's fees, there's all the other things. And I was going through this with her and she was like, I never thought of all that. So anyway, there's a bunch of stuff there that it's not like you just split it and here you go. It's Oh, that could be its own podcast about the breakdown. So understanding where that where it all goes, I think is is important, but it all comes back to value. I think it's all relative. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to pay $200 for a meal sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I'm not willing to go to McDonald's and pay $200 for that meal. So it's like it's all relative, you know, what are we willing to pay and what value are you going to get as a result of that payment? Totally. You home inspections are not free. Nope. Um, and that w literally leads up to my next question about typically what all this stuff costs. But they're not free, but they're valuable. If you have a good home inspector and they're pointing out things and it adds to your experience and it's protecting you, all the things. Mm -hmm. So inspections can be costly, especially when they check off every single box of all the options. Mm -hmm. Some people do. They can't help themselves. And so, uh, uh, you know the list of expenses can add up. So what does a typical home inspection cost in general for people to, to kind of have an understanding? So I'm going to get there okay. in one second. I just want to tell you, I don't know if I ever told you, but I do train because we were just talking about realtors who don't really know what they're doing. And you said follow for new realtors, like follow along on home inspections, sure. ask questions, listen. I do trainings for agents and realtors. I take them we meet at a property and we talk about the house and what a home inspector is looking for, what a home inspection is and is not, and so that they better understand how a house works. Right. Because I'm telling you what, and you know this, so I'm just preaching to the choir here for a second. But if you loved shoes and decided you were going to just sell shoes, you would know everything about shoes. Leather soles are this kind and this is what I do. And this is some people sell houses and they've only ever lived in an apartment They've never taken care of a house. And I'm not saying right. there's anything wrong with that, but I'm saying there's a steeper learning curve. And so my my goal is to shorten their time of having getting to learn that right. stuff more quickly. You're right. And if you're listening to this and wondering, why are they belaboring this point and beating our heads into the wall talking about this? It's because <laughs> of how it we work in in concert. It's not this is not you you can't I can't do my job helping folks buy homes without a good home inspector. It's exceptionally imperative because I'm not a home inspector, right? So I don't have the insurance for it. I don't, I've been to a million of them, but it, I'm not one. And so it's like, I need their knowledge and information. And I think it's imperative that they have my two cents mm -hmm. during the process. So, and so many deals get killed. It's like, if you're not in the business, you would not fully understand why it's so important and what homeowners, when they hire their cousin or their friend, and they're not full time, and they haven't been to three hundred home inspections. How how much value they just lost from the lack of experience is unreal. Yeah, because they think it's a lot of people think it's just something to check off, like a thing I've got to do before the next thing, so I can buy the house right. and we can move. And that is just, which is fine, until it's not. Right. And that's I mean we've saved people tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. And. I would just say, as you're scheduling a home inspection, as you're calling around, if people don't answer or if they don't answer and or if they don't call you back quickly and you've left a message, um, that's a red flag because you're working with human beings. And the deal with human beings is right. we make mistakes. 
I mean, there's that's the bottom line. Sure. So you, you as you move in, might go, hey, I wonder if Rachel should have noticed this, or Kate, or John, or Dave. Should have. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, just everyone, you're going to say, did that inspector not find this? And it just happens yeah. to every yeah. single person. Everybody says that. So should they? Should should Kate have noticed that? You want to be able to just call and have someone answer the phone, and you want to be comfortable talking to the person on the phone. Right. You want to not feel like you're less than or stupid or right. it's just you want to be able to call and say, hey, I just have a question. Right. And you guys, I know maybe every inspection company does it, but you take probably 100 photos. Who knows? So many photos way beyond what goes in the actual mm -hmm. report. And I've had folks say, I wonder if that was that way when I bought this house. And there's no way to know. They call you guys and you have a record of it. Yep. Yep. And that's exactly why. We call them proof of entry photos, basically. So we could say we could say to ourselves, "Yes, I was in that room. Yes, this is how it was." But it also helps when someone calls and says, "What does this light switch do in my dining room?" Yeah. And I look at the pictures and go, "Oh yeah, okay, maybe." That's what it is. Right. Yeah. So back to your actual question, which was, "How much do these services cost?" Our average home inspection is about five or six hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and radon is one ninety five, termites ninety five. Um, Interesting thing about termites, I know there is a company that does them for $35. $35. Pest mm -hmm. now. Yep. And $39. $39. And so, and I know a couple of those inspectors that I've met on site that have been good and I've and they have great ordering. Like we wanted to refer them for a long time. So we actually were using them like let's because they're online ordering system, they're so organized. Easy. Everything is easy and it just so we were using them for a while and then then we had some some things that we had they had to come back while we were still at the inspection and and we were a little uncomfortable so we were just like let's we were in the house for three hours we see stuff that they're not going to see because they're not going in the attic right. they're, they're not, there for 10 minutes yeah 15 minutes right. right so and and i have to give a shout out to a guy at pest now because I walked into an inspection. I was doing it. He showed up and I said, oh, by the way, there's evidence of termite treatment in the garage. And I could see the holes had all been filled, drilled and filled in the walls in the garage. And uh, he said, oh, that's not what that is. And I still put it in the report because I knew that's what it was. I saw that guy like six months later at another inspection. And he said, oh, you're that one who told me. I went home and I looked it up. You were right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're all learning, and he acknowledged he was wrong, and to a woman. There you go. And he learned something. Check so that out. Hey, I learned to yeah. do that years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So very wise. So uh -huh. so um, but right on mold is probably about three hundred dollars, and that is an interesting one because there's mold everywhere. So we talked about that. That is one of the trickiest conversations to have with a buyer. That. I'm very sensitive to everything. I'm going to have a mold test in every room and I, I'm going to know. Okay. So, and I call those peace of mind tests. So people will order them on the home inspection and like order it online or order it on the phone and say, and I want a mold test and I want this. Like, are you open to maybe not having a mold inspection if we get there and we don't see any reason to do it? And of course they're like, are you trying to talk me out of spending money with you? Right. Um, that's like, well, if there's nothing to test, we don't want, we're not pushing you to buy stuff just because we want you to do stuff. So doing a mold test, you're going every, and I had a buyer tell me that he was going to be pissed at me if there was mold. Like, Sorry, this is our, where we live. There's going to be mold and it's occurring outside naturally. And it's coming in the house on our clothes and our hair and our shoes, our pets. It's all and the windows being open. There's mold coming in. 
So you have to take a sample on the outside of the house. And this, I'm also giving this message to you who are going to Home Depot or Amazon and getting your own kits and testing. You've got to have an outside sample to compare it to, compare the inside samples. Or you're not, you're... They're, an outside sample next to your house. So an outside right out, sample, yeah. you know... Right in, outside the front door. Correct. Or the, the door that you usually use. So if you normally come in through the garage, test right at the end of your garage door. Or, you know, right there. But the... The main thing is you have to have a test outside of what's naturally occurring so that then when you test inside, you have something to compare it to. And if the number's inside and we do every single room or whatever, usually it's just two places. If it's just peace of mind, let's test two areas and see. Sure. And we compare them. Are the it's Is it the same types of molds? Is it about the same number or less? And then the question is, what do you do with this information if it's slightly elevated what do you do? Are you tearing out the entire, all the, like, it's, it's a challenging question when it does, because there is going to be mold. That's what I tell folks. I can save you $300 occasionally. There's mold. And it's, what do you do with the information is part of what mm -hmm. we do. And to the extent, because if it's very bad, you're, most of us are going to know it. Right. You know, and, but, and what I found is that if you know, because I mean, you could smell it. A lot of us who've been in the industry a long time have, our bodies are conditioned to really react strongly. So you you get a headache, your sinuses get sore, your eyes start to water, all those things happen. Um, yes, it's it's there, and we can all say it without testing it, and no home inspector should ever tell you that it's mold without testing it. Right. Because that's against the rules. Right. But there's, if you go in and there's a, um, we think there's mold here, can you just not have a mold test and then tell the seller you want them to fix it? Or do you have to have a mold test for that to be fixed or to, to go to the seller and ask for that to be fixed? You can, the answer to the question is you can ask for anything always. Okay, good point. So there we go. it's a negotiation. So it comes back to two negotiating parties. So the answer should be, I've tested it because I have the right to test it and here's the report. That's what I would want mm -hmm. to justify your request. Otherwise, if it's not, confirmed mold it's just potential mold are you asking me as this owner of this current property that you said you want to buy that i need to go test this property you have the right to do home inspections i don't plan to do one right so so you're saying yeah. it in a, in that situation even if we're all there and going and you and your buyer are like whew, that is some kind of mold then that i mean and we're all adults i so. would if i was the buyer's agent i would say you need to test it let's confirm what we believe to be true then we can share an actual evidential report to support what we're saying. That's what should happen. It doesn't mean that always happens. Right. It's no different than you can ask for a roof that was installed five years ago because ah, it looks old to me. Like technically right. you can do that. But really, yeah. what's not it's not generally accepted practice in our in, It in shouldn't our be. They've made may made it very clear that it needs to be a, a deficiency within the home, not aging. So if the HVAC is 30 years old but functions you're not supposed to ask for a new one, even though it's old. That's what people do, but that's what home warranties are for. Yeah. You take into account when you put in your offer. It's maintenance. I mean, the home will need maintenance. Every home will right. to keep it. Right. And that's so that's that actually leads me into another thing, which is that I I am starting in two weeks, I'm starting a a training for buyers. And it's just a it's thirty-five minutes um right. that I'm doing on Zoom. And so I'll have that on our YouTube channel and you could share that. It's just help people understand about that kind of thing and the maintenance to expect. Right. Um, we were back at pricing. So 
I'd say want to make around three hundred dollars for a mold, a mold. test. That's sure. and that's three samples: that one exterior and then two inside, uh, which is EPA protocol. And then um, chimney is about three hundred to seventy five, two ninety five, right around there. Sewer scope is about two seventy five. Water samplings right around there also. Um, asbestos is one ninety five, and asbestos asbestos um, shingles on a house, asbestos floors. They don't, your home inspector is going to say that that is probably what it is. We can't say for sure that it is unless we test it. And the only way to test, unless it's deteriorating while we're there, the only way to test it is to break it, damage it, and then create a problem. So if you've got what you think might be asbestos tiles on a floor and you're getting ready to buy the house, leave it there and cover it up if you don't like it. Because encapsulation is a viable solution for, and by the way, asbestos sounds bad, but it's a hell of an insulator. It's fantastic. They've been using it. Did you know they used to use it to hold the tar in the bags when they would dump them during war over the walls of a castle? I did not know They were asbestos. No kidding. It's great. Yeah, I know. Fantastic details you need. Yeah. Um, It's a great insulator. I've got it on pipes in my house, and it's in fine shape, so I'm not doing anything, and I've got it a, a floor. Right. And so breaking it up, when you say that to people that might not know that, that's the issue is when it starts to deteriorate, break together, and it become it goes into the air, you either put it in your mouth or you breathe it in. It's, it's the breathing it's it the in. It's the breathing in typically, right? The respiratory system. Yeah, the fibers that get in there. And there are multiple different types of asbestos, and it's not it's not, not allowed to be used right now. It's still being used in, in different products, so it's still out there. Sure. But the stuff that we know, that we recognize... It, it's deteriorating and it's getting to that age where it starts to deteriorate. But just leave it. Don't do anything with it. Don't worry about it. It will insulate your house if it's on the outside and it's shingles. Sure. My last house had asbestos shingles on the exterior and you don't like them. Wrap them. Put something else around them and put some whatever you want, final siding or whatever. But yeah. it, you don't, don't do anything with it to damage it because it's fine as long as it's not damaged. And a lot of what we're discussing now is a preview to what will be discussed during an actual home inspection. So depending on the, what home you buy and the type and age and all the rest, you'll get an education through this process. And it's like a user manual for your home, mm-hmm. right? An owner's manual for your home, which is interesting. But I, I am trying to be respectful of time. I can't believe we blabbered on for an hour. But uh, one of the last little topics I wanted to discuss is in an age where it's a seller's market and we are waiving inspections at rates I've never seen before because it's so competitive. And if you don't get your head wrapped around that notion as a buyer in a lot of areas that are very popular in Maryland, you're not going to buy a home. Mm -hmm. And so some people are very nervous about this. And so everything we just discussed, I have to then kind of package it in saying, I believe a home inspection is exceptionally important, but you can't always do it in advance of owning the home or you will never own a home. Not in this market. You either have a couple choices. You say, I'm going to wait this out until something happens and the market changes, or I'm going to do what's called a walk and talk inspection, which is a purely visual inspection. And that is something that some people don't know about. But that is, and I'll let you describe that because you're here, but explain what a walk and talk inspection is and how that's different and what that costs. Okay. So a home inspection is about three hours. You get a written report and you have that and you can use it for negotiating purposes as needed or not, but you've got that. And the walk and talk is an hour at the most, and it is literally walking and talking through the house. So we're 
helping you see things that you may be looking at and not know the meaning behind, um, damage that we might see or potential areas that you're going to want to address right when you move in, that kind of thing, giving you the ages of the major systems like the HVAC, the water heater, what we think about the, the roof, we're looking at the electrical system, but we're not checking all the windows and all the outlets. We're and to be clear, we don't have permission because we're just doing a showing. We're, it's a, we schedule a showing. I get permission from the seller's side. Everyone, mm -hmm. make sure you get permission to do these yes. walk and talks. But you don't have it. There's an addendum that allows us to do a proper home inspection. We don't have one of those in this instance. Yep. So you cannot rip open the electrical panel and, and test everything that you would for three hours. That's why you can't. So yep. some people think, well, we'll do the walk and talk. And it's not the same. But it's better than nothing. Right. Because it's someone objective coming in and giving you some information. Right. Someone with no skin in the game. Right. So and, and that's been really useful for a lot of people. And I think in the olden days, like back in the 1900s, that sure. there may have been, you know, when communities lived, you lived in the same community with your family for generations that you may have had someone like your dad walked through the house with you or someone, maybe your mom was a contractor, walked through the house and you you know about it. And in now, though, people don't have, there aren't that many people who can do that and just give you the information. Sure. So that's what we do with that. And it gives some peace of mind. And it also then people have, have done it after they move in, right after settlement, just do a home inspection. And that's what I was going to say. This is option number two. So what I've been doing, and if you're a client of mine in the last, year or three you might have heard me go over this option with you but it's it's we go during our showing even without lodestar or another inspection company we do a much more detailed uh glance at the home mm -hmm. so instead of walking through the home in 10 minutes and just doing oh that's pretty you go through and i'm looking through and we're looking at ages of all the systems we're looking at details that we would never have typically looked at if we had the opportunity to do an inspection. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, listen, there's this house. I know we're gonna get 10 offers on this thing. Like we have to be more careful. And then I schedule an inspection, a full home inspection the day after settlement. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we offset that, we mitigate that risk. It's not zero, right? We're not doing a proper home inspection, but you offset it with all the warranties you can possibly get on a home. And we place these warranties prior to settlement. If you do that with the correct warranties, they will cover any of the, defects of the home prior to you owning it because you have no knowledge of it and so it'll be covered and so that's one way and so when we go and do a proper home inspection and you identify potential issues we can actually just spend a hundred dollar deductible and call the warranty company and they'll either in most cases right asterisk next to this not everything's covered but majority of the time it will mm -hmm. be if you buy the best warranties it they'll either repair it or replace it for the hundred dollar deductible yep and that's the best way to in this environment to try to to get the home you want try to offset as much risk as you possibly can is either do a walk and talk inspection or a full home inspection right after taking ownership and then placing the claims yep and so i would just caution you to not use the use the word inspection at all when you say walk and talk walk and talk evaluation consultation whatever that's that's a good point but leave the word inspection off of it so that they really are two distinct things and from our insurance company perspective the agreements are very different and the coverage is very different. But um, when we do those and you're covered and we have it's a walk and talk or a pre-offer evaluation, then our insurance and a home inspection with both of those, your buyers are covered during the home inspection. And so are the agents and the sellers for if anything happens during the inspection. Got it. Because and that's important for 
most people, I think, as they're looking at houses, it's not the first thing on their mind. Like, what if I fall and break my leg or break their table or whatever? You know? Right. That's so, a good point. Well, I'm going to add that to my vocabulary because no one's ever explained that to me. So that's that's not how I've heard it. So that's I'm going to continue to use that now. Yeah. Walk I don't, and talk evaluation. Yeah. That's and that's actually what I don't have it labeled like that on our website. I have it as um, pre-offer evaluation, and then people can't find it to, yeah. to book it themselves, and they call, and I'm like, so that is on my list of things to do tonight when I get back. Um, but working with the Maryland Real Estate Commission, I have found that there were a lot of agents who got in trouble because they didn't actually educate the buyers super well and document that education, and that over time, and so those agents are getting in trouble now because buyers are feeling like they didn't get what they needed and they didn't know what they were giving up. Right. And I am on the, I am a commissioner on the Maryland commission for home inspectors and appraisers. I was the governor's appointee. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Hey, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I took, yeah. took the oath this summer. The, um, and, but, um, from there, I'm add that to the list of accreditations. I should have known two, two. prior to this. <laughs> I've done homework. <laughs> Little details. Um, so, but, but that, that was like, that has gotten me also some information because I'm able to see what some of the other inspection companies are doing. Right. Because that's all the that's all the legal stuff that yeah. comes down. But I also sit in on the real estate commission meetings. Nice. And uh, so I get some interesting stuff. Oh, yes. Everyone has some stories uh, about all of this. But like I said, I we've been chatting forever and I'm going to have to have you back at some point so we can just because mostly everything we just did, this is the 30,000 foot view, but if you're in the process of buying or you have bought or you're going to like, this is important stuff. So it's, it, it can be nerve wracking. It can be terrifying going through this process. And, um, and so hopefully we shed some light on the general process and your agent. So your agent should be knowledgeable about this. Like this is part of what your agent should bring to the table. They should be able to like, it's the biggest thing I can't stand is when people just call 55 inspection companies and they hire someone I know is not good, but they have good reviews online. They have 25 people on Google that said they're good. And I'm like, oh my Lord. So um, listen to your agent if they're, if, if you respect them enough and believe in them enough to allow them to lead you through this process, hopefully lean on their experience and who their folks are. And you absolutely have earned that right to be uh, one of the top on my list. So um, thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Like I said, I'll be back in touch. You're gonna drag you back in here one of these days. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk some more. There's there's still so much. Every time we talk on the phone, it just keeps going. So there it is. Yeah. So it's awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. And and I love working with you because you're such a strong advocate for your clients, whether they're the buyers or the sellers. It's really neat to see you. And I've heard you on the phone yeah. while I've been at home inspections, and it's just the two of us in the house. And I've heard you advocating for your for your clients and i'm just it's very impressive so well, kudos you. to you well, yeah. thank you yeah. yes i uh i enjoy doing it it's good times yes <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks again thank you all right bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.